So we've talked about forwards, we've talked about defensemen, and now we get to talk about the best position. Honestly, uh, we're going to talk about goalies today as we start our goalie season reviews. And uh, we are going to start with J.F. Berube, who kind of shocked everyone this season when he went on a little bit of a Cinderella run in the middle of the season because all of our goalies were dead. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about whether the Monsters could bring him back this season and uh, what it means for the goaltending depth of the team. That's all coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, ranting, yelling, complaining, celebrating, uh, all of the above and more about your favourite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. So uh, before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So uh, if you haven't hit subscribe over there, then I would really appreciate it. It makes my life easier. It makes your life easier. You can enjoy a video version of this podcast and you can get little uh, notifications whenever a new episode is uploaded. So uh, you should go and do that. Like I said at the top of the show, today we're going to be talking about uh, goalies, specifically Jean-Francois Berube. Uh, who was basically signed as an AHL backup and then every other goalie got hurt or got COVID or something and uh, ended up playing a few games for the Blue Jackets and doing pretty uh, pretty well. So uh, let's let's talk about Brube. Let's uh, let's get stuck into it. Brube, I think, is one of those guys that is just such a good backup honestly um or a a perfectly serviceable backup let's say he has kind of been around the block a little bit he's a very kind of Curtis McElhaney type player uh he was never going to be an NHL starter I don't think um he was drafted in the fourth round in 2009 by the Kings and then uh played a few years in with the AHL team the ECHL team uh which has since swapped didn't actually make his NHL debut until uh 2015-2016 when he played seven games with the New York Islanders um played 14 the season after that 13 the season after that and then uh had a stint with the Blue Jackets before going back to uh the Philadelphia system and then the New York system I believe and then finally going back to LA for one more spin with the Ontario Reign last season. And then this season, uh, he was back with Columbus. Uh, Last time he had a, he played 43 games for the Cleveland Monsters in 2018, 2019, had an 8.96 save percentage and a 3.01 goals against average, Uh, had a 21, 17 and five records of just under 500. And uh, he did not have as good a time in the AHL this time, uh, 4, 10, and 7 
in 19 games for the Monsters this season, an 879 save percentage and a 3.65 goals against average. Uh, the Monsters were not very good this season and the goaltending, I think, was probably part of that. But I also think it's kind of a, a vicious cycle of, well, the goaltending wasn't very good, so the team isn't winning, but the team... The goaltending also isn't very good because the team isn't very good, and so I, th- I don't think it's very. I don't think it's a case of man. If they'd had better goaltending, they would have been a better team. But it could have helped. Um, the thing is, I don't think anyone expected Brube to uh, play in the NHL this season. I had kind of at the start of the season thought a little bit about well, if they move Corpusalo, bring Brube up, have him as the backup, and then Tarasov can develop in the AHL. And uh, what actually happened was not that. The Blue Jackets kept Corpusalo around. Um, Tarasov ended up playing a couple of NHL games. Uh, I think he played like two and a third NHL games uh, before suffering a season-ending hip injury with the Blue Jackets. Didn't play another game for them or Cleveland that season. And then uh, both Maslikins and Corpusalo, I believe, got put on the COVID list and or uh, were injured for a while. And so suddenly the Blue Jackets have gone from having a goaltending depth of Moslikins, Korpisalo, Tarasov, uh, Brube, Greaves, to Jeff uh, Brube being uh, suddenly a Blue Jacket. Uh, he played six games for the team. Uh, Jet Greaves, who I like a lot, um, actually signed his ELC on the back of this uh, to sit on the bench. For some of those games, um, didn't play for the Blue Jackets, but did take over that starter role in the AHL for the bulk of the back end of the season. Did pretty good. Uh, we'll talk about Jet Greaves a little bit later on. Uh, but here's the here's the thing: I was not super looking forward to having uh, this this Barube Greaves tandem, I guess, uh, because Barube had not been very good in the AHL and then he turns up to the NHL um I don't have games up I should because one day I will be prepared for uh for a podcast uh, literally ever um his game log this season he played so he played six games uh, he played four in a row uh versus Buffalo and then Toronto Florida Carolina uh and he won the first three games. Uh, he was fantastic. Um, he then played two more near the end of the season, uh, one versus Anaheim, one versus Pittsburgh. Uh, I believe he only played... Oh, he just played the end of uh, Pittsburgh. Allowed three goals. Or the start of the Pittsburgh game, maybe. Allowed three goals on uh, eight shots. Not very good. Just got pulled. Um, I think they were trying to rest Les Leakins, but he ended up going in anyway. Side the point. His first four games uh, between Feb 20th and February 25th, he had a 917 save percentage, a 929, another 929, and a 920. Even though he ended up losing the Carolina game, uh, he had he allowed four goals on 50 shots in that game. Uh, he allowed three goals each in the first three games of the season and uh, got the win for the Blue Jackets in all three of those games. Like he was frankly incredible in those four games um and we're going to talk about that kind of the the reason why that could be a little bit in uh, just a minute but first i want to tell you about built bar they've got a new bar 
uh, if you haven't tried it yet, then what are you waiting for? Uh, it is cookie dough chunk puff. You might have tried the cookie dough chunk, but now the puffs, they've done it in a marshmallowy form. Uh, it's soft. It's easy to chew. It's delicious. They've got real chunks of cookie dough in there. And like all built Bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joy of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. And with only 160 calories and a whopping 15 grams of protein, it's good for you as well. So go to built.com right now, grab a box for you, grab one for the family. Uh, you don't have to share. There are no rules. You know, I know sharing is caring, but you don't have to share these. And personally, I wouldn't. I would hide them and hoard them for myself, uh, which is what I do. Uh, and like all built Bars, like I said, covered in 100% real chocolate, tasty and healthy. You can eat something delicious and that isn't bad for you. So dump the candy bars. Ditch the calories, the fat, and the sugar, and grab yourself a Built Bar. And here's the best bit. If you go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15. You can get 15% off your order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5 at Built.com, and get 15% off your order right now. So let's talk about the, the curious case of JF Brube, because I don't think anyone was expecting this. Um, and this is something I've kind of talked about a little bit before, which is it's easier to play against better players than it is to play against less good players sometimes. Um, and I think that's why you see a lot of goalies specifically will struggle in the AHL and be much better in the NHL. Um, I mean, you look at, we're going to talk about Tarasov tomorrow, but he had like, I think he had a 9.36 in, okay, a very small sample of NHL games, but he struggled at the AHL level. Again, I think partially because the Monsters were not very good, but I think having better defense, having players that shoot a little more predictably, um, and this is kind of something that I found in my own, uh, admittedly mostly beer league, career but the the better the players that i play against the better i tend to play and i don't know if that's me playing up to their level or if it's just easier to to save pucks if i can if, if the players shooting them are aiming a little bit better um i feel like with more inexperienced players they tend to not have as good of an aim and you can't read them as well whether that is applies at the NHL versus AHL level, I do not know. Uh, someone who has played in the NHL and the AHL would have to explain that to me. But uh, that's kind of, that's always what I think of when I look at a player who has struggled in the AHL and then comes into the NHL and suddenly is like, hey, look, I'm going to go 3-0 and and have a, like a 9 Two five save percentage or something bonkers like that. Uh, he ended up finishing the season uh, just as a as a, a little fun thing uh, with a nine hundred save percentage uh, and a four point one two goals allowed against. Which uh, again, I've I've had this rant before. Goals allowed against is not a goalie stat. Uh, it is a team stat, much like wins is a team stat. Um, I don't super trust save percentage but it's really the the best mainstream goalie stat that we have for actually measuring the success of a goalie because if a goalie is only facing like 10 shots a game and he's letting in two of them then his goals allowed against is going to be two but his save percentage is going to be 800 if he's facing like jf brube did facing 50 shots and only letting in four of them 
then his goals allowed against is going to be four, which looks bad. But his save percentage ended up being like nine two nine. So, in my opinion, goals allowed against average is not something that the Blue Jackets or any team should uh, should really be using as any kind of indication of uh, goaltending success. Safe percentage has its flaws, but in my opinion, is a much better um, a much better system. It's like how you can't judge a quarterback based on wins. Wins are not a quarterback stat um, in the same way that wins are not a goaltending stat, and that's that's how I feel about that. Uh, I will almost definitely have this little rant again later this week when I am talking about uh, Muslikins and Corpusano, but that's later later on. Um, so in a minute, what we'll do is we'll talk a little bit about, um, we'll talk a little bit about how Brube was this season, uh, just kind of finish up that, that thought. And, uh, also currently unsigned. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about whether the Blue Jackets might end up re-signing him, whether he could get a Cleveland only deal, things like that. That's all coming up next on Locked on Blue Jackets. So we need to give uh, Brube a grade for the season. Um, again, partially thinking incomplete, partially thinking that he deserves an A for his NHL effort, if nothing else. Um, so I guess kind of meet in the middle there, uh, give him a B, B for Brube. Um, yeah, he wasn't great in the AHL. When the Blue Jackets needed him to be in the NHL, he was phenomenal, I thought. Um, those And again, small sample, four games. Uh, when he came back, uh, I believe when Kopsala got shut down for hip surgery at the end of, end-ish of the season, uh, Mazlikin played a ton of games, but the ones that Brube played, he wasn't great in uh, five goals on 31 shots against Anaheim. And then, like I said, three goals on eight shots against Pittsburgh. So he kind of lost the magic a little bit there. But those first four games that he played, uh, four games in six days or whatever, um, super impressive, frankly. Um, And so I think he deserves a B for that. Um, In terms of his future with the team, it looks like, the Blue Jackets are going to be rolling with Muslikins and Corpusalo again this season, depending on, you know, how the team looks by the trade deadline. We could see uh, Corpusalo getting moved. We could see them keeping hold of him to have, you know, two experienced goalies for the playoffs. I don't like it's so hard to tell, especially in the Metropolitan Division. The Blue Jackets could make the playoffs or they could finish seventh in the division. It's really hard to tell. Um, and I don't think them finishing seventh in the division is likely, but who knows? Um so as it stands, that leaves uh, the the AHL team. Uh, Daniel Tarasov. I would like to see Jack Reeves get that backup spot um, and have two young goaltenders doing a tandem. Uh, but I also wouldn't hate them signing a guy like Barube to basically do the Brad Thiessen role that has happened for the past few seasons before he retired and became, I believe, the official goaltending coach, uh, where he doesn't play a ton of games, but he exists as that... Um, veteran leadership, that mentor, that kind of unofficial coach. Uh, and I think that really benefited the younger goalies, kind of um, the the Kivletics, the Vevelinans, the Tarasovs. I think uh, having Tyson around, really, they really benefited from that. And I think Brube could really do the same role. Uh, I wouldn't hate that. I think probably sign him to an AHL-only deal, maybe a two-way. Um, and then if the Blue Jackets 
need to call them up. They could do that without disrupting Tarasov's progress down in the AHL. So uh, it's really hard to say. Um, I feel like if they were going to sign him, they probably would have done by now. But I could also see them signing him on a PTO uh, near a training camp when they know kind of what their goalie situation is like. Maybe they they wait till after Traverse City. Um, They see what Tarasov and Greaves do there, because I assume that both of those goalies will be going to Traverse City, um, the the rookie tournament in Michigan that happens every season that the Blue Jackets typically do quite well in. So uh, maybe they see what the goalie situation is like there, and then they're like, hey, we could probably use another goalie. Or they're like, no, we're going to run with these two guys. Um, I think Cam Johnson might be under contract still, so he could, again, fulfill that that role. Um, but again, there's just, there's just no way of knowing these things, so it's really hard to predict. I personally would like to see them sign. Brube for you know the the reasons I've listed the veteran leadership the you know you can never have too many goalies especially at the AHL level because sometimes what happens is uh, sometimes you do a Vegas and your top five goalies are broken and you have to pull a kid out of high school to play in the NHL for like two games so I would rather them have more goalies than not um and so maybe we'll see jf Brube this season maybe we won't but uh i think if if nothing else i think this season was a success for him um in terms of kind of showing that he can hang in the nhl for at least a couple of games honestly um i don't think we should go crazy and sign him as a backup for the nhl and you know send Copsalo off somewhere but if that did happen um I wouldn't be horrified by it in the same way that I would have been kind of as of like the middle of last season, I guess. Um, so that's kind of all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow, we are going to be talking all about Daniil Tarasov, who, again, only played a couple of NHL games, uh, played more AHL games, but is really the uh, the future of goaltending. Um, for for the Blue Jackets, I think uh, he looked really good in his NHL games, and I'm excited to see how he's recovered from hip surgery. And uh, I'm excited to see him at Traverse City in the preseason with with the Blue Jackets and uh, with the Monsters this season. So we're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about um, probably the goaltending depth in general. Uh, the Blue Jackets just drafted another goalie. Obviously, he's probably a handful of years away uh, unless something insane happens. But we'll we'll talk about all of that. Uh, and that's kind of the plan for tomorrow's episode. I've been Joe Foster. You can find me on Twitter at uh, underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And uh, once again, thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. And uh, if you haven't hit the subscribe button over there, then uh, I would appreciate it if you would do so. Uh, it makes my life easier. It makes your life easier. Everybody wins. And I love it when everybody wins, except the Pittsburgh Penguins. But the Pittsburgh Penguins aren't listening to this podcast, so that's fine. And uh, enjoy your Tuesday. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.